All right, welcome to a very special episode of Inappropriate Earl. You know, when Oprah got John Kennedy Jr. on her show, an exclusive interview, I thought that was pretty cool. Today, I think I have something much cooler than that because we have today, quite simply, this. My guest today is an enigma in the LA comedy world. At first, it was because of his appearance. Uh, when you see his picture up on Twitter and whatnot, uh, you'll see that he kind of looks like the serial killer, uh, Richard Ramirez. And he's somewhat small in stature, so we all at the comedy store call him Little Richard Ramirez. He's got an amazing background. He's uh, an ex-mixed martial artist. He used to train with K.J. Noons, former Strike Force champion. He's an exotic dancer. Please welcome to Inappropriate Earl, Mr. Jared Levin. Hey, what's up? Are you asking me or the crowd? I don't know. I don't know what to do. Hail Satan? Well, there you go. I mean, this uh, is uh, off to a flying start. Now, you know, we're going to get right to the meat of the bone here. Uh, you know, why don't you give us your background first? Where are you from? I'm from Philadelphia. Really? Yeah. Uh, what part? North, south? Uh, the, the suburbs. Okay. And uh, what brought you to... For, you came, went to San Diego, right? Yes. What, what makes a guy go from Philadelphia to San Diego? Well, my mom was living there. She had a house there. Um, and she would work in Vegas on the weekends. And apparently she, she was uh, stripping there. What do you mean apparently? Uh, I didn't know. She used to like be really dodgy about it. She said she sold clothes. And her ex-boyfriend was like, oh, your mom's been a stripper. Always has been. And when did you find out for sure she was a stripper? Then? Yeah, right then. And what did you think about that? I was like, oh, wow. So you weren't that upset? No. I figured there was something. Well, I mean, uh... Hold on, I don't think this is fucking working. God damn it. Oh, it's not. No, no, hold on. Keep talking into the mic. Okay. Let's see how it's going. It is working. We're back live. We're back live. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, I'm not the most technical, uh, you know, audio person. So your mom's a stripper. Now, what, if you don't mind me asking, the dad, is he not in the picture? Oh, no, he is. I, I was raised by my dad. And where is he? Uh, he's in the Philippines right now. And when did your parents get divorced? Uh, when I was, like, three. And, and was that hard for you? Uh, not really. And did you gravitate toward one parent over the other? Yeah. I, I, I lean, my dad was the one who pretty much raised me. Okay. And do you see him a lot? Yeah, I see him all the time. Oh, that's cool. And then my stepmom works in uh, Tropicana. Tropicana in Las Vegas? Yeah. And what does she do? She's a cocktail waitress. Okay, that's cool. At a strip club or, or, or like just in the main like restaurant area? Just in the casino in the pool. Now, don't you have a background in stripping? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do. Well, well tell us about it. Yeah. How did you get in? How does a young boy from Philadelphia get into exotic dancing? Well, uh, I, was, um, I was living in my car at the time and I needed to look for a job and I was like, I was in San Diego, and I'm like, you know what? I might as well go to L.A. And I look at this ad, and it says, uh, we need uh, go-go boys. And, and, then it, and then it said, uh, you know, 
send in a body picture and a face picture and you know must be fit so I submit it in and then I and I go to this club it's called Mickey's Mickey's right down the street yes now for those of you listening the inappropriate Earl cast is uh, done on location in West Hollywood and Mickey's is a uh, homosexual nightclub uh, that does more business than any club or any business I've ever seen it there could be a blizzard outside mickey's would be packed with young boys and you your look you look very young you are young yeah uh i would imagine went over quite well at mickey's oh yeah oh yeah i i went into uh the couch the guy was just like leaning in the couch and he's just like so like tell me about yourself and then he told me like listen the first thing everybody in the bar sees is, is, is these dancers you must bring the energy and you must and and, you, and then that will attract everyone, and you'll get fifty dollars plus tip. So they had us try out, and I didn't have a thong. So me and this other guy are like, "Listen, dude, I got an idea. I'm gonna take my underwear. I'm gonna fold it, fold it in front of my ass cheek, so I can just show my, you know, so I can show my ass and stuff. So you know, create a makeshift thong." Okay, that must have looked real attractive. Oh yeah. Now, who was this other guy? Who was this partner in crime you had? Just some dude you just met? Yeah, some dude I just met who was also living in his car. Okay, so you seem to... You have a rare talent of finding people who are wayward souls. Yeah, I know. I'm a traveler. Because you're a good guy. You're a very nice guy. Um, and I, I, you have to be careful, though, dude. People are going to take advantage of your niceness. Yeah, apparently that's what happens. Maybe gay comics who we won't mention their names, no. uh, because we could get sued. Mm-hmm. Well, we probably couldn't because it's true what we, what we would say. But yeah. you know, like I saw you one night with a a certain comic, and I, I told you about this person's uh, proclivities of, uh, let's just say, taking advantage of younger male comics. And you didn't really listen to me because the next night, I, after I told you this, I saw you in the kitchen of the comedy store getting a back rub from him. Did, did you just think he was uh, wanting to discuss comedy with you? <laughs> I mean, I, I was just giving a hello greeting and then... Uh, but you don't give a hello greeting by letting some horny gay comic give you a back rub. No, no. I, I did not see that coming. He snuck one on me. And you didn't think, hey man, what's happening? And just walk away? You like the massage? Well, I, I didn't know what to do. I was just like, because uh. when I first met him, I was really high, and he just, it's and you know, I try to shake his hand. He pulls me over. He's like, "Give me a hug," and then he just starts like rubbing my throat, and, and I'm, and then he just starts feeling my neck. And and you didn't think to pull away. You thought, oh, this is. I guess this is how they do it in Hollywood. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was a customary greeting. Okay, but didn't you notice he didn't do this to any girls? Yeah, yeah. It took me a while to figure that one out. And he was frothing at the side of uh, Brenton Biddlecombe, who was like a very good-looking, very young-looking comic. I mean, literally, I saw him one night on the patio, uh, looking like one of Pavlov's dogs. Uh, Look, waiting for the meat. I mean, frothing at the sight of little Biddlecomb. Yeah, he likes little guys. But you're a, you're a very uh, like we mentioned in the uh, the intro. You're a mixed martial artist. I mean, yeah. I remember one night fucking around with you, and and you like you could kick my ass. Yeah, you know. But, but you could. I'm fascinated yeah. by that. I mean, you trained with KJ Noons, a Strikeforce champion. 
and you know the only reason you stopped training was you hurt your foot i think yeah i i, I hurt my foot and then the gym prices got expensive because i was fighting amateur and kickboxing so you know i wasn't making any money now did you look up to a certain mma fighter like their style like yeah i mean i i always liked him i always liked genki sudo because he, he always had these cool ring entrances right. where he came in and fought people and he was just a great grappler I, I my I, I guess as far as my fighting style would be I, I guess it would be like a Hughes Edwards. Oh wow! Yeah. So you're knowledgeable on. See, this is why we like to have people on the podcast. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you were kind of a, <laughs> you know, maybe not the brightest guy in the world. I mean, you know, you, you play this character up at the comedy store, all almost like a Mexican Spicoli. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but you're actually a pretty smart dude. Yeah. I mean, I would have never have guessed you know who Eves Edwards is. And, he, like, you know who Fedor is? And, yes. And, wow, that's crazy. I used to watch his tapes all the time. And did you like his... Uh, the, the way he uses his guard to punch people is the most interesting thing. Like, I, I've never seen it. No one would ever tell you to punch without your guard and just use all his body weight. Right. And then, you know, his ground game fantastic. Oh, he was the best. I, I got kind of sad when he started losing. And yeah, he was past his prime, though. Like, well, I think, uh, you know, he was only like 34 or 35 years old. But, you know, uh, one, he just couldn't compete with the bigger guys. Anyway, like Bigfoot Silva. That yeah. guy's a fucking monster. Silva's a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, which really is scary how good Cain Velasquez is, knowing that he killed Bigfoot Silva twice. Yeah. I mean, that guy's, you know, he's tough. But let's get back into the... We got a story. Really, the reason... I mean, I would have had you on the show anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and thank you for doing it. Of course, man. Uh, um, you're a good dude. But, um, you know, really, you have probably the most interesting story I've ever heard in regards to this female. Um, we're all a family at the comedy store. Uh, we all look out for one another. Uh, you know, it's really a fascinating place. You know, the comedy store, I like to say, is like the bar in Star Wars, you know, where you have every unsavory character in the world go up there to do comedy, to get laid, to, to get, you know, possible narcotics. I mean, it is a, a fascinating place. And in it, you get fascinating people. And there was a girl who came up there. Um, no one really, she kind of looked like, I don't know, like uh, Billy Idol. Yeah, uh, she's got the Billy Idol cut. The Billy Idol cut, kind of a good body. I mean, uh, she she looks like almost like chic homeless. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and and she came up there one night, and I think her first night up there, she slid next to me in the uh, the back row, of the original room, and asked me where I lived, and I thought nothing of it. I'm like, oh, right down the street. Yeah. And she says, well, can I spend the night with you? Now, I literally I barely talked to her, under five minutes of talking to this girl. And I got, you know, it's very rare that I pass on a girl for a possible sexual hookup. Especially if she's 21. Yeah, I mean, 21, you know, and this was before I saw the hair under the armpits. Oh, God. Uh, so I got, I, I knew right away this girl was trouble. And I said, oh, I, you know, I'm sorry, I got family over. And she's like, well, I can sleep in your bed. I'm like, oh, man, my brother's got these two pit bulls. They sleep with me. And she said, oh, I don't mind. I love dogs. I mean, she had an answer for every, like, potential put-down. I don't know how I got out of it, but she moved on to you. And I remember five minutes after she asked to spend the night with me, 
I see her making out with you in the comedy store hallway. Now I want to know what her sales pitch was to you. All right. She introduced me during the day. She said she was on the Ding Dong show. And then it's funny. She asked me. Uh, the first thing she asked is what I was doing after the show. And I said, I'm going home. And then she's like, to do what? And then she's like, I'm like, you know, to sleep. And then she's like, I'm talking about, do you want to? I want to go home with you and have sex. And I'm like, okay. And right away, you, you, there was no hesitation None. where you thought, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And she starts, like, touching me and stuff. I'm like, oh, you're serious. When, like, where did she start touching you? Uh, on the forehead. She just starts leaning close to me. And she was trying to kiss you. Yeah. And it's, that must have been when I saw you guys. Yeah, that's when you saw us making out. And, and, and... So you t well, you don't have a car. I did at the time. And so you drive her to your place, mm -hmm. and you guys uh, walk in the door, and just what happens? Uh, all right. As soon as we do, we get in bed. We start. You don't even like watch TV with her. Like, oh, yeah. there's no like foreplay. There's no like, hey, do you want anything to drink? Do you want to like uh, watch a movie? It was just right into the scene. Yeah. Well, she's like, you know, she wanted to ask me basic questions. Like, you know, um, she asked me when was the last time I had sex. And I said the truth. I'm like, a month ago. And is that with the girl you fucked up meeting her on the train? Oh, no, that that was another girl. This is, uh, this is a girl I've known for a little bit. Right. And I was hooking up with her, some artist chick, very centric. Okay. Big tits, your type. Oh, really? What's, where is she? What, what's her name? No, her name is Yasmin. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll get her uh, personal information off air. <laughs> yeah. How big are her tits? Dude, huge. Really? Yeah, like D's, man. Okay, well, that's good to know. I'll file that in the uh, potential uh, category for later on down the road. But this is about you. This ain't yeah. about mine. So y you're in bed with her. Are you naked? Uh, No, we're just curling up, and then she's just, like, talking about how she's obsessed with her ex-boyfriend still. That must have made you feel him. good. Oh, yeah, it made me feel great. She's like, sorry, I'm not that intimate during sex when I close my eye. So that's why I close my eyes a lot. Because she's thinking of the ex-boyfriend. Yeah. That must have really made you feel really good about yourself. I know it did, man, but I didn't care she was still touching me. <laughs> when did she start touching your pee-pee? Oh, uh pretty close actually the first thing she did was we start making out and then right away she sucks my dick that's the first thing she does and that must have been spectacular oh, it was great now did you uh did anything come out of your pee pee oh no nothing and then when's the sex start with this girl uh, well right after she sucked my dick i just go in no condom no condom after you told me to wrap it up, too. You're well, the, the, you know why I told you to wrap it up? Because you said... Um, Someone else had slept with her the next, the last, uh, the, the previous evening yeah. with no rubber. Yeah, that was my friend. Oh, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that didn't concern <laughs> you at all is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was in the heat of the moment. Well, AIDS is going to be heat of the moment at some point. That's true. You got to be careful, dude. Yeah, I got to get tested in. Now, where did you, um, so you, you're, you're having unprotected sex with a girl you l met at the comedy store, probably tw half hour. Yeah. Um, where did you, uh, where did your baby batter go? Oh, man, I don't know, man. I just. You don't know? <laughs> yeah. 
What do you mean you don't know? I was just like, I was just so, I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, t- I take off my clothes first. Right. And I just start fucking her. And then I didn't know about, I didn't know about her. She has armpit hair. She's hairy armpits. That's hot. Yeah, I know. I start, uh, as soon as I start, you know, taking off her clothes in the middle of it, I see, I see her armpit hairs. And then I remember seeing, I remember her before. She didn't have a dyed hair playing on Don Barris's band. I'm like, oh, that's that chick. What? And then I just cover back up. And I'm like, all right, if I don't, if I, I'll look at her face and then I'll just start going at it again. So, but I'm trying to get out of you. Where did you come? Oh, where did I come? I didn't come. You didn't come the first night? No. I, I, I have a weird thing with me coming where it's like, especially if I'm not doing it with a condom. I, I, I can fuck forever. <laughs> like, I'm really good at making a woman come. Like, th- that, that's, that, that's what I can do. Like, I don't get tired. Okay. And I, I, I just I just keep going and going. But didn't you come in her at some point? Yeah, I did come into her. I, I came in her in the next week. Because she's, she wants me to... She, the weirdest thing is every time we fucked, she was always like, I want you to come in me. Come. That's a good sign. Yeah, a great sign. One time she said, I want you to come in me and give me a child. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And what did you do? Come in her? No. <laughs> now, I kept fucking her, though. Okay, well, you're you're a giver. I like that about you, uh, you know. But here's the thing: this girl starts to act a little crazy. Yes. When did like the first time, other than letting some guy have sex with her with no rubber, blowing loads in her? When was the first sign of trouble with this girl? First sign. Um, I think it was the uh, next day. She, she, I I I take her. You know, I do an open mic. Right. She starts. She's at the open mic with you? Yeah, she starts pulling my friend's hair, you know. Like sexual, like provocatively. Yeah, and then she starts, like, trying to get cigarettes from everybody. And she's, like, you know, she's totally mooching off people. And how did that make you feel? Because you you were starting to develop feelings for this girl. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's not so bad. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? My friends are like, what the fuck, dude? And so that was me. And then didn't you go shopping with her somewhere and she was shoplifting like a maniac? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. So I feel like the third day I was with her, we go to CVS. Uh, oh, she, she, she wanted to get her medication, uh, her, her meds. What kind of meds does this girl take? Uh, lithium. Uh, and she was in like two types of like painkillers. Uh, Percocet and I think something... What it's called? Adivan. Adivan or something, yeah. Okay. And she's she, taking all three. No, she's not. She's selling one of them to make. She that that was her plan to sell one of them. To someone in CVS? No, outside. Okay, that's a, that's a sound business move. Yeah. So she was trying to do that. She couldn't get that. And then uh, as soon as we walk out, you know, the alarm starts ringing, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then she comes in, and then she's like, and then she comes in with these reading glasses. She stole like three reading glasses, and she's like, "Oh yeah, hey, can you help me remove these tags?" And she goes up to a homeless guy, and she asks to use his knife so she can get out the tags. And then she's like, "Yeah, you looked really scared." I'm like, "You know, 
I, I just walk out, walk fast, and take everything. What, what, the security guard didn't come chase you guys? No. But she got caught, like, the next week, I think. And then they just put her name down and says you can't come in there anymore. Oh, so she's been blacklisted on the CVS. Yeah, the CVS and Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, well, uh, now, so... How does this? I, I'm trying to get to the story of you in Oregon. Yeah. So take take us through that. Okay. Your last two weeks. I mean, oh, she's from Oregon, right? She's from Oregon, yes. And did she ask you for a ride there? Yeah, she's like, "Let's go to Oregon when you have a couple of days off." And I said, "I don't really want to go because you know I'm trying to save money." And then she's like, "She's like, let's go, let's go." And I was, like, telling her, no, I don't want to. And then something, like, I don't know why. I don't even know why I'm, like, she said, get your stuff. And for whatever reason, she's really good. She's very manipulative. And I'm, I'm so easy at it, too. I'm, like, I, I start getting my stuff. It's like I had Stockholm Syndrome, you know? And then I brought, and then I, I just brought some like, clothes with me. And you, you took your car? Yes. And who's paying for the gas? You. Yeah, me. And and what are you getting out of this? She said that uh, her. She had some money saved in her house. But let me ask you this: Does that seem plausible that a homeless girl would have money stashed away uh, three states above us? Yeah, absolutely not. But the more she kept talking about it, the more I thought, hey, maybe she's telling the truth. So you're a little gullible. Yeah, very. Yes. But, I mean, she must have been doing something to, uh, you know, make you think that this was a good idea. Like, may maybe, like, something sexual. Like, oh, yeah. Like, now, wh what was it? When I was driving up, she kept on touching my penis. I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, she, she, so you're driving to Oregon. She's probably sensing, oh, he probably doesn't want to do this. I'm yeah. going to touch his dick. Yeah. And is she, like, is she, like, playing with it, or is she just? She's just, like, rubbing it, like. Until you get to Oregon. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we slept on the, our way back, but she was on our period, so we couldn't have sex. Oh, I don't think a period would stop this girl. No, she said if we had a shower, we could fuck. If you had a shower? Yeah. Like at a rest stop or something? Yeah. And so you get to Oregon, mm -hmm. and, and we'll take us through that. Okay, so we go to Oregon. I meet her dad. He must be a catch. Oh, yeah, man. Her dad... Her, she introduced me as her boyfriend. Then her, I go downstairs. You know, her dad's like, "Come with me." And her dad's like, "Listen, you seem like a nice guy. Uh, I, I can tell. I'm like, be really careful with her. She uses people. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to happen to you." And this is her dad telling you this about his daughter yes. five minutes after meeting you. Yes. And on, uh, on, uh, on her way out of her dad's house. Oh, she got mad that her dad brought her, uh, her his, his current girlfriend. He got mad. So, we, so she's like, we're going. And I'm like, all right. And Where's her real mom? Her real mom's in Alaska. Okay. So I'm starting to see a pattern here. Yeah. Maybe why she's like she's like she is. She said her divorce like fucked her up or something. Her parents divorced, messed her up. Yeah, I would say that's a fair statement. Yeah, pretty much. So she storms out of the house. And on our way there, you know what she says? She's like, my dad cares more about my false boyfriend 
my pretend boyfriend than he cares about me. And the false boyfriend was you. Yeah. That must have made you feel good. Oh, yeah. It made me feel great. I'm like, oh, okay. You just drove to Oregon with this twat. Yeah. It's on your dime. You got nothing out of it other than her touching your ding-a-ling. Yeah. So at this point, are you going? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Yeah, I know. My whole, my whole, my whole thing in the whole during the whole trip, I kept on thinking, "What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing?" And then, you know, and I'm just like, "Damn, I'm here." I mean, fuck it, let's go to Portland. I guess she wants to go to Portland. What's in Portland? All right. Other than the Trailblazers. Yeah. Other than that, um, apparently, um. She's attached to this one guy she knows who's locked up in a mental institute. A mental institute? Yes. A mental institute. That must have made you feel good. This girl really treats you well. Yeah, I know. She's really the best, you know? And then she's like, she's like, we can't hold hands or anything. We're, we're still technically... He's technically a boyfriend to me. So wait, you can come inside of her, but you can't hold her hand. Yeah. Okay. And here's the best thing. Um... She needed my ID because she didn't have an ID to go visit him. Well, you guys don't really look alike. No, but she just needed someone with an ID. But didn't you need to be there with her? Yeah, I had to be with there with her. But we didn't end up seeing him because uh, it was past eight. Oh, so you guys were trying to, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine a mental institute yeah. uh, wouldn't have visiting hours uh, in the nighttime. Yeah. So uh, you go to this place. You can't see the the boyfriend. What's his problem? I, I I'm not entirely sure. She didn't really explain it, but I I guess he had like history with drugs and maybe theft. I don't know. Well, that sounds a lot like her problems. Yeah, it sounds like her problems. Very similar. And on on our way, we took the I parked. We took a train. Uh, she steps on this kid's Jordans. Right. Freaks out at her. And then the kid goes, does. Yeah, the kid does. Dude, then all these other, it's like, it was a, it was a gang mostly black kids, but there was like one Asian girl, and then she was like starting shit, and then they just start like arguing, they start like getting mad, and then his old, older brother comes in, he's like, yo man, yo, what, what'd you do to my, because I think they think he's a boy, he's like, yo, what'd you do to my brother's oh, right. shoes? They think the girl you're with is a boy. I think so. Because she does look, uh, I, although she has a pretty face. She does. She does. Somewhat look masculine. Yeah, because of... But I thought they could tell by her voice and stuff. And then the Korean chick was just like... with the, And the gang was like start... was just They were just exchanging words. And then there was another couple near us. Uh, you know. And, and then the girlfriend was like, Hey, you know, she did apologize. And then the guy, the guy next to him was like... Fuck you, you punks. Go fuck off, you punks. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of black kids just show up. He's like, yo, man, you want to kill them? And they start, like, taking off their shit. And you thought, were you getting worried that you, you might have to, like, use yeah. your MMA skills? Yeah, I was worried. It, it's funny because I, I told her, like, you know, listen, I really, I, I train. I'm really, I'm really good. If something happens, you know, I can handle it. But she didn't believe me. <laughs> well, you don't look like a fight, no. which is why I never fight. Like, if I saw yeah. you in a bar, yeah. I think I could kill this guy. Yeah. The reality is, you could kill me. Yeah. I'm really quick, and I'm like, God damn, I might have to fight these guys, because I don't want to hurt anybody. But luckily, some guy was, like, trying to tell him, hey, man, you got to block this up. One lady was calling the cops. Right. And all 
all of a sudden, after he breaks it up, he's like talking about Zion or something. And then I'm like, What is that? I, he's talking about like the sacred homeland. Were these guys devil worshippers or something? No, he was like a, he was like a Christian. Some he was just going on some Christian babble, and that was weird. And I'm like, all right, the cops are coming. She wanted to avoid the cops at all costs. Cause she and you don't know this at the time. Yeah. She has felonies out. Uh, four arrest warrants. Yeah. Oh, okay, for stealing. I'm, I'm assuming. Stealing, trespassing, probation. Uh, so we go to the other side of the car. And then what? And then uh, I, I meet her dad's ex-girlfriend, who he call, she calls her stepmom. And she gives us, and she tries to get money from her, and she gives us twenty bucks, and because she's like, she's like, listen, these, you know, someone owes me money, da da da, and I'm like, my ex roommate owes me three hundred, and then my, uh, then 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 the and then she starts telling things like, listen, I I, I had a falling out with my roommate, I'm like, okay, all right, this is roommate, she's homeless, yeah. So this might be a lie. This, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to discover uh, this. she's full of shit. So, and so she, you get 20 bucks. And w- w- I'm curious to where this $20 went to. Uh, gas. Because she lived 200 miles out of uh, Portland. No, that was gas for you. Yeah. So you get gas. Yeah. You go to... I, I go to her home, which apparently... Is a it's foreclosed, has no electricity or light. And is this where you're spending the night? This is where we're spending the night. We're sleeping in our closet because it's and we have a bunch of blankets and a mattress. Wait, you're sleeping in a closet with a mat? How big is this fucking closet? It's um, it's it's big enough for us to fit in. So maybe five by you know five by. Six. And I'm assuming you're having sex. Yeah. Condom, no condom. No condom. So at this point, you're you're just there's no condom ever there, going to be used. Yeah, there, there, there's no condom. We're in the middle of nowhere. She's from like farmland here. And so you're having sex. Did you ever think when you met this girl at the comedy store that just a few days later you'd be having sex with her in a closet in Portland? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And she hated that. I'm like, all right, man, I need to get home. I, this is bad. I don't like doing this. Right. And then she's like, stop being such a pussy. It's unattractive. Okay. And what were your thoughts on that? I was like, really? I'm like, I'm like, and then I try to do like, listen, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be cool here, but this is, this is a dumb idea. I don't know why I came, why, why I decided to come up here. This is ridiculous. This is the dumbest thing I ever did. And that's saying something. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. I've done a lot of dumb shit. This is dumb. And the next day we go in, we run into her friend. This is where the trouble starts. This is where the trouble starts. Gets bad. Um, her friend, you know, she's like, I'm 11 days sober. And then her friend's with a boyfriend. He's a real cool guy. We, we, don't, we, sh- we shower in their, uh, in their house. We have sex in their, in, their, in their shower, which is a nice stone shower. Really cool. Good water pressure? Great water pressure. One of the best showers I had. Dude, they had two heads. Oh, I bet. Two, oh, yeah, two heads. And then we, and then she just starts coming in. And I'm like, all right, let's fuck. 
And then she had the, you know, she had a whisper in her ear. Uh, 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 you're making me come. That's cool. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I have to leave. I this is like Monday. Uh, this is Monday. Right. So I'm like, listen, I have to leave. I'm probably not gonna get my get to work on time. So I'll, I'll just get uh, I'll get somebody to cover my shift. So you know, I was planning to leave that night. And this is right around when people at the comedy store are starting to get worried about you. Yes. Like there was all kinds of rumors. Like you had gotten arrested in North Hollywood. Oh yeah, that was one too. Because there was a guy with a similar name to me who got arrested in North Hollywood. Yeah, and we all started looking up uh, police uh, precinct. Uh, I guess there's some website you can go to see if someone got arrested. And so we, it was, there's even rumors that you died. Yeah, um, that was popular. And, and we figured, well, this girl might have killed you and robbed you. Yep. So I take it from there. All right. So. You know, so we spent, you know, we spent the whole, you know, I, I started hanging out with this couple, and they're pretty cool. Oh, yeah, they're not bad. And then, um, you know, they, they, they were thinking about going to California. I'm like, oh, yeah, go tag along with us. That'd be cool. And, like, during, like, the, the uh, and then I found that they told me, the girl told me, she's like, uh, the five's closed because of flooding. I'm like, God damn it, I can't, I gotta wait another day to go back. I gotta wait at five in the morning to get to uh, L.A. Right. And I was kind of pissed off about that, but I was like, "All right." So we start hanging out at her at, at this house, and then all of a sudden, uh, she asks, uh, "I'm gonna go get cigarettes," and I'm like, "Can I borrow your car?" And Rochelle's gonna go with her. I'm like, "All right, <laughs> I'll be back in ten minutes." Me and his boyfriend are like after three hours. We're like, what the f- what the fuck's going on here? Because her boyfriend's mad. He's like, right. What's happening? And then we start thinking. He's like, oh man, she's getting back to dope again. The friend. Yeah. So I'm like, oh god, I'm, st- you know, I'm like freaking out. I'm, like, I'm stuck. What am I gonna do? Well, hopefully she'll come back. He's like, hopefully she'll come back to her senses and realize, you know, she's doing the wrong thing. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> so I, I, I run back into Rochelle and we go back to uh, her foreclosed home. And then I, I have no idea what to do. So, you know, we fuck. So, you know, of course, that leads to fucking because that's all we have is our entertainment. And there's still no car. Still no car. So then the next morning, I'm like, listen, I don't know what to do. She's like, I'm, I'm going to call the cops. I, I want my friend to get sober. It's the only way. So we call the cops. The sheriff comes in. We file the report. And then all of a sudden, the sheriff arrests her. Rochelle. Yes, because she has four arrest warrants. And she didn't think maybe we shouldn't call the cops. Yeah, she's the one who called the cops. It was her idea. I didn't even say anything. She went to her neighbor's house and told me, listen, I called the cops. And I was, and then and the cops were like, oh, you're stranded. All right. And then, and then the last time I ever saw this chick was handcuffed in the back of a police car. Rochelle. Yes. And the, but then, okay, so this happens, and now you're like, How, where's my car? Yeah. So I, I start walking towards town, which is like eight miles. Then I run to the chick's boyfriend, who's, who, uh, the chick of the boyfriend who stole the car. I run into her, him and his mom. 
and we start we start riding into we st we start riding. And I see a bunch of cop cars at the gas station. I'm like, oh, that's my car. So I, I get dropped off. He's crying because that's you know, he's crying. He's like, I want to see her, but he has, but he didn't pay like fifty dollars for his warrant, so they would arrest him too. Right. There. So I, I I go in and then uh. It, she's she's handcuffed. She feels bad, but uh, and then there's this other girl, young girl who got mixed up in it. She was just riding the car. She didn't know what was going on, and they uh, you know you know they let her go and stuff. And then I asked her which way you're going, and she's like, I'm going I'm going south towards Eugene. And I'm like, well, if you're going there. I'll, I'll I'll just drop you off. But the cops gave you your car back. Like there was no like. Yeah, there's no problem. They gave me my car back. Searched my car and there was stuff in there that I'm like, I didn't know what it was. There was like a knife. <laughs> I was like, all right. And they asked you if it was your knife. I'm like, no, it's not my knife. And then it looks sharp, but he's like, no, oh, this this knife's dull. And I'm like, okay. And then two uh, pot pipes. And those were probably yours. No, they were mine. And I'm like, I've never seen those before. And you, I don't know how dumb these cops were, man. I mean, I. You look like you smoke pot. I mean, you've got the long hair. You, yeah. You've got the kind of similar speech pattern like I do, kind of yeah. stoned stoned out. And these cops must have been uh, in charge of the OJ case or yeah, something. Yeah, must have been, man. Cause, you know, one look at me. But, uh, but at the same time, like these other people around me, these 21-year-old kids, man, they look like – I'm like I'm, I'm like nothing compared to them. Like I've never done dope or – Really? No. You don't smoke weed? I smoke weed. I, I don't smoke uh, heroin. Or oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Or meth. I don't do meth. Oh, they. by the way, every time I was there, man, dude, they would crush these pills and then they, they would uh, sniff them. And what kind of... What pills? Like, uh, they were just painkillers, like Valium. Oxycontin? Oxycontin. Stuff like that. You really seem to have a magnet for trouble. Yeah, I do. So you pick up this girl to take her to Eugene. Yeah. This girl you don't know. Yeah. And what happens? I, I just drop her off at the train station. And then you start driving home. I start driving home, and I'm just, I want to get home. And you're by yourself. I'm by myself. I'm going fast. I'm, like, tired. I'm going 90 on a 70. I get pulled over. It went, now, where do you get pulled over? In uh, California? Yeah, 50 miles outside of Sacramento. Okay. Then uh, the cop comes up to me. And then he's like, yo, what's with the missing persons report? Your license is suspended. I'm shaking. I'm all nervous and right. stuff. And he asked me why I'm shaking. Are you on drugs? I'm like, no, I'm just a weird person. I'm just really eccentric and stuff. And he's like, all right. I mean, that's fine. And then he's like, listen, I got to take your tow your car away. So after I got my car back, I got it taken away again. By the cops. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to arrest you. I'm just going to drop you off at this Denny's. There's a motel. There's a restaurant. There's a payphone, And you can handle that. And you have a missing persons report. And so what happens next? Um, I, I, call, I call my buddy. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do. And, and, and then I just go to the motel and I sleep. And then I log on to Facebook. And then I see all these messages that are like, you know, what happened to this guy? 
He's like, you know, where's Jared Levin? You know, I see all these where's Jared Levin posts. Because we were concerned. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, oh, man. And I see my dad email me. He's like, where are you? Please contact me. He's like, I'll fly back to the Philippines just to see you because uh, he was really worried. And my stepmom's all like, um, you know, she, she, she's trying to, like, contact me. So I had to contact everyone on Facebook. And my mom apparently was in L.A. at the time. Your real mom or your stepmom? My real mom. Right. And she was in Palm Springs, and she was, like, not really doing anything. She's like... Well, what could she do? No one knew where you were. Yeah. No, no, no. I contacted her. When I was contacting her, she was just, like, calling me a drug addict because I smoked pot. I never would have guessed you smoked pot. Yeah, I never would have, too. Right. Now, so the cop drops you off at this Denny's. Did you get a Grand Slam or anything? I didn't get a Grand Slam because I remember last time I had a Grand Slam, a guy was gobbling sausages. It made me feel weird. Uh, now, this is the same comic giving you a back rub in the comedy store kitchen. Yes, that's correct. I just had a tea. Didn't you think the guy gobbling sausages right in front of you might have been an indicator he had interest in you? That That, that is true. Um, I also, um, which, which helped me for the next scenario. I mean, I was stuck in this place for a day. I didn't know how to get out. Did you have money to, like, pay for a hotel? Yeah, I had, I had money to get the hotel and stuff. But there was no cab, no bus, no train station. No cab? What, were you going to take a cab to fucking Los Angeles? No, I was going to take it to the train, the Greyhound or anything. Oh, okay. And I had no idea what to do. And I was, like, trying to ask people if they were going south, they were going to the station, and gas people. Hitchhiking. There. Yeah. So, I, so I'm like, you know what? I ran into these other hitchhikers. And they were just like the shady people I ran into Oregon. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. So I just go on the 5 South. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to walk the 5 South. I'm going to put my thumb up and hopefully somebody will pick me up or something. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm out of options. So I keep walking down. And by the time I walk to the next exit, a car, a truck pulls over. And, and like I, an 18-wheeler. An 18-wheeler. And I go up and... And then he goes, um, where are you headed? Yeah, where are you headed? And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to L.A. He's like, oh, I live in L.A. I'm like, oh, perfect. I bet. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I bet is what happens. I, I start talking to this guy, you know. And in the truck. In the truck. So you're driving on the five. Yeah. And he says, you know, oh, man, you really shouldn't have went to Oregon. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And then I start learning that um, he's gay. What a shock. What a shock, right? And then he says, and then, uh, and then he's like, you know, when I was on Crystal, you know, um, sex was my first priority. But now that I'm not on Crystal, you know, I care about friendship and relationships and all that other stuff. And if you have um, any, um, he's like, if you ever want to try gay sex, you can call me. I was like, okay. And it's just like five minutes into the ride? Oh, no, this is like a couple hours. Like, okay. Like probably, you know, probably three or four. And I, I should have known, like, because, like, one time we had to go to a truck stop. They're not allowed to have passengers. And I was laying in the bed in the back. And he's, oh. like, and he's like, I like the way you lay down. And I'm like, oh, boy, you probably want me to bend over. So you're laying in this guy's field. Wait a minute. What do you mean he's not supposed to have passengers? Is this a UPS driver? No, he's just a 18-wheeler. They can have passengers. Dude, are you that dumb? This guy just wanted you to lie in his bed and the, probably plow you. Yeah, that's true, because uh, he was saying at the moment, like, he was like saying, we'll go to L.A. the next morning. 
I might have to take you to the Motel 6. Oh, and he's dude. Like, he's, and, and then he kept on, like, playing subtle hints, like, I want to lay down right next to you. And, and I should have known, like, because one of the first things he told me was, like, you look cool. And he's like, you know, because when, when I was driving down and I saw you, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know what he looks like. And then he's like, but then I saw you, and I'm like, you look cool, and then you seem pretty cool. Yeah, cool on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So he's hinting that he wants to... Well, why would he have to stay in a hotel if he's got a bed? Because uh, every time they have a... I, I guess he says for like... I guess because he wanted to, you know... No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he was trying to get me to fuck him. You know, oh, okay. Now we're on board. Yeah. I really... Th- you know, he was really putting those hints out. And then every once in a while we talk, then he'd be like, you know, you should do this. And he just like grabs my shoulder and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, my shoulder over there. And one time he grabbed my leg. He's like, yeah, I, I like it when you say, you know, sure. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. You want to have sex with me? <laughs> he just yanks my <laughs> ankle. Now, at any point, did, were you getting uh, aroused? Aroused? No, I was like, oh, well, I got to get to L.A. somehow. Because you're straight. You know, you're not yeah. into, like, dudes. No. But you seem to find yourself in situations where you're around uh, older uh, homosexuals. Correct. That is correct. I tend to put myself in these situations. Now, be honest. Did he try and touch your dick? Um, after we got off, the closest time he touched my dick was uh, right when I climbed in. He's like, step down. And me right and then right where his like cheek is he puts his cheek on my dick area and what did you do i was like uh wait i've (laughs) embraced a lot of people before yeah you're stepping down off his 18 wheeler yeah he's down he's down facing you facing me and then you turn around to probably say thank you yeah and his face is in your dick That's an interesting way to hug someone. It is really interesting. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, I couldn't help it. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah, and you know what else he said? Right, be, right, right. As soon as they're going to L.A. Oh, like, I can't wait for this. He's like, yo, man, I'm, I'm gonna try to have sex with you. And I'm like, dude, I really like pussy. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And he's like, well, it's a work in progress to be continued. Oh, and what did you say? I was like, oh, I was okay. Like, oh, yeah. I was kind of like that, and I'm like, you're not the first one to try. And so instead of discouraging him, you almost like say, oh, you might be worth the effort. <laughs> you're a real goyim, dude. I know. So, so he drops you off. Mm-hmm. You're back home. Yeah. And what's your first move when you're back home to let people know you're all right? I go to Marty's. Which is a uh, open, mic. open mic comedy, uh, not club, but a comedy room. Yeah. I go back and it's like, holy shit, you're alive. Actually, when I was walking back, I actually got a cop looked at me. She uh, she was like, are you on a, have you ever been arrested or anything? I'm like, no. I guess because like, I was like, I didn't shave, so I was like. Oh, so you looked a little rough. I looked rough. I looked bad. And uh, now, this whole time, are, are you thinking, how am I going to get my car out of this place in Sacramento? I was thinking about that, but my my, my mom's like, "Listen, you're okay. I, I'll, fi- I'll I talk to the tow company. I'll, I'll figure out something." So, do you have your car back? No. I yeah, I, I hitchhiked back. 
Well, I know, I know that, but I mean, like, w- w- how how are you going to be able to get your car back? I have no idea. Because that is going to mean you're going to have to go back to Sacramento. I might have to. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on, but my mom told me not to worry about it. I talked to the tow person. We're trying to figure out something. Okay. So that's a work in progress. And now you're back at the comedy store. Yep, back here. Doing comedy. Doing comedy. How's that going? Because uh, every time I go into a room, they're like, you're alive. Because you're a very well-liked. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't realize how much, man. I mean, you are like an iconic figure. Everyone loves you. Yeah. Which is very rare in the L.A. comedy community. It I is mean, really rare. Usually, you're either loved or, or disliked. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're like this lovable, goofy, stoner character. That, you know, managers love you, yeah. you know, other comics. So, you know, to wrap this up, have you had any contact with Rochelle, the crazy girl? Yes, I looked in her Facebook wall, and I was telling you this earlier, and I, 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 I saw these, fuck you, Jared Levin post. And they're like, fuck you for uh, leaving me in uh, Oregon, in Sweet Home, Oregon. And then... I want to kick your ass. And then I think, yeah, there, there were two posts very similar. And then I messaged her. And I'm like, I told you before you got arrested that I was going to, you know, go back to L.A. Because I really need to get back. Because, you know, I thought people were worried and stuff. And then uh, and then she texted me. You took a – and this is today, right this morning. I, I, so breaking goes, news. Break, this is breaking news. This is fresh. She goes – when you leave with a girl, you have to tell me. And then she starts complaining about how I had her stuff in the car and then her skateboard. And she's like, I have a skateboard competition. Well, somehow I don't think that should be her main priority. No, it shouldn't be her main priority. At least she got out. I guess she was only there for a day. In jail? Yeah, in jail. Now... Where do you see you and this girl in the future? You will have sex with her again. I know you, dude. You love pussy too much. Dude, I love pussy, man. I, uh, and this is easy. No rubber. I mean... she's Oh, man, she fucks like a beast. Whew. Well, she's got hair on her arms. She is a beast. Yeah, that's true. And then, I have less hair on my arms than she has on hers. And didn't she sit on your face? She did. She did sit on my face. She's like, I'm going to sit on your face. And, I, dude, I was all about it, man. I was like, yeah, all right. When do you think, do you think she showers a lot? Did it, was there a, a certain kind of stench? No, she showered. Actually, she was well-kept, believe, believe it or not. For a homeless girl. Yeah, for a homeless girl, very well-kept. The boom level. Okay, boom level. Now, what he's referring to out there is, at, at the comedy store, there is a homeless transvestite named Boon Shakalaka, who you would think the guy would smell and have horrible body odor, but he, he he's actually well-kept. So I'm sure Rochelle really is honored to be compared to <laughs> Boon Shakalaka. Yeah. So it, now this girl, her whereabouts are kind of almost unknown right now. Yeah, I know she's in Oregon. But you do you think she'll come back to L.A. in search of love with you? Oh, dude. I think she, uh, she's, she's – I know she's going to end up going back, but she – from what I talked about, the people who know her, she's like, she does it spontaneously. Uh, yeah, she probably might come back. And that's that's the problem. Now, did you ever... And you'll have sex with her again, won't you? Dude, like, if I talk to her, it's going to end up that way. And I can't. i got to stay away from her. 
But you won't, dude. Oh, man, that's a problem. I mean, maybe you have a sex disease. Yeah, maybe that might be. Well, know. you will in a couple months. I mean, I really, gotta, dude. I got to get tested. What's wrong with you? I don't know, man. I was just... You're having unprotected sex with a homeless girl. Let me ask you this. Do you think... Do you think you're the only one she's having sex with? Absolutely not. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no. I Do like you already have AIDS and you're just not worried about catching it twice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, you do? All right. Well, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> we're out in uh, the uh, AIDS of uh, Jared Levin. No, I'm just kidding. Jared Levin does not have AIDS. I don't have AIDS. No, you know what? She, this gives me hope. I think she was really honest. She's like, she said she had chlamydia once and this guy gave her chlamydia and she said she was so embarrassed about having chlamydia so i don't think and she saw the doc she has health insurance so she saw the doc she was with the doctor and i didn't i guess they didn't sense anything wrong with her other than chlamydia uh this was no, no chlamydia anymore okay well dude you know, hopefully you've learned a lesson from this. Yeah. I know you haven't. <laughs> no, 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 dude. I got to stay away from the pussy. Are you dating anyone right now? No, but I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, you know, hopefully meet someone else where I don't have to deal with her. Right, but yeah, but even if you, here's the thing, man, about chicks. Uh, she's locked in on you because she sees you as an easy target. Did she ever... Oh, you're too nice, dude. Yeah. You're like some country bumpkin. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to, like, toughen up, dude. Yeah. I got to go. step up with her. Yeah, I mean, but, dude, I know you. You're not. You're going to... She's going to call you. Hey, I'm in town. You'll say, <laughs> okay, come over. And, you know, she's going to try and move in. I mean, did I not tell you the first night, don't let her spend the night? Yeah, you did. Because I care about you. Yeah. And you let her spend the night. And look what happened. Yeah, this disaster. All this could have been avoided if you would have listened to Uncle Earl. I should have listened to Earl, man. I mean, I've been around the block. I know what happens with these crazy broads. And, you know, you got to just be careful, dude. Yeah. You're going to get this girl pregnant, and there's going to be a little Richard Ramirez running around. Oh, God. No, I can't, I can't see her again. I gotta but you will, though, dude. That's God. what I'm trying to tell you. You're weak. You're weak-minded when it comes to snatch. Yeah, I know. All right, well, let's end this on a positive note. I don't mean HIV, <laughs> but, I mean, where where can uh, people, if they want to uh, contact you, fa you're on Facebook? Yeah, I'm, I'm Jared Levin on Facebook. Jared Levin Loss is my Twitter handle. All right, so it's J-A-R-E-D-L-E-V-I-N. Yeah. Lost on Twitter. Yes. Please. Add this person. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, we covered uh, a lot, but there, this guy is so intriguing. Follow him on. What, you're on Twitter more than Facebook, though, right? No, I'm on Facebook more. But I, I don't have a computer. I spilled juice on the computer. The computer got shut down through that, you know? Okay, you spilled juice on the computer. What kind of juice? Uh, not, not that kind of juice you were thinking of, the one I swallowed from her. Uh, I'm talking about, like, Oh, juice. my God. All right, well, dude, this is, uh, I appreciate you giving me the exclusive uh, first interview. I know a lot of people were after you to, to do their shows because you're in, with or without this story, you are an intriguing character. Quite, thank you. I mean, you are like a, 
comic book character. You've got this interesting look, you know, the long black hair, the stonerish speak. I mean, people want to know about you. Ex-male dancer, you know, MMA. I mean, you've got a, uh, a varying background that most people don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you have any thoughts on Ronda Rousey winning on the uh, UFC 170? Let's get your MMA take. Do you watch her fights? No, I, I, I didn't watch, but I, I heard, you know, how she's been dominant. Yeah, yeah, she's a bad bitch. She is bad. Have you ever uh, trained with a girl? Yeah, I, um, because I was the lightest one, I would end up training the girls who were fighting. Did your dick ever get hard? Yeah, man, I had to be careful, man. I was like, oh, boy. You know, when I see that snatch, you know. Right, right. You could get caught in a rear naked. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, you can you can give me a triangle chokehold any day, you know? Well, there you go. I'm sure those girls feel more comfortable uh, in the cage with you from now on. But we're going to see you at the Comedy Store Wednesday night. We're going to have a live uh, interview yeah. uh, session. session. So catch Jared Levin on Facebook. Twitter is Jared Levin Lost. I am Inappropriate Earl. Skakel, review us on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud. And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, next week we'll have an episode out on Monday. Uh, today we're releasing the Don Fry episode, UFC legend Don Fry. So please uh, tune into that, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>